is James Bean. Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. An introduction to Santmat, the Path of the Masters, followed by a short discourse on Simran, the devotional practice of repeating names of God, the mantra of God's name. And from there, we'll delve into a spiritual classic known as the Spiritual Seeker's Guide, the main focus of today's program. The following reading comes from the Way of Sages website, thewayofsages.com, an introduction to the Path of the Masters. The Way of Sages, or Santmat, encompasses a set of ageless moral values, a belief in a higher power, and most importantly, a methodology for realization of the highest and state of absolute peace within one's own self. Incorporated in that methodology is an interior roadmap, as it were, of the various stages, spiritual landmarks, and relevant advice from a qualified adept for achieving the goal. Santmat is not confined to the beliefs, rituals, and dogmas of any specific religion. Being universal in nature, it embraces the truths found in most of the world's sacred texts and religious traditions. Santmat emphasizes the universal thread running through all the various traditions. The attainment of ultimate spiritual peace and supreme joy within one's self is the ultimate goal of Santmat as described by Maharishi Mehi Paramhans and other great sages. Although this path is not content with meager goals, it is extremely easy to understand and practice. Progress is certain, though for most, eager and persistent effort is required. TheWayOfSages.com Love is the spirit that the meditation practice of Santmat is approached with. It's not really a science of out-of-body travel, although that's part of it. But it's really love and devotion for the Supreme Being that takes you from here to there, not merely a kind of cold and clinical science of a natural high through techniques alone. Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram, the Supreme Being is a boundless ocean of spirit or love, and the human being a drop or current of spirit or love from this ocean. And love being the very essence and means of existence of the whole creation, it follows that no effort in any direction, temporal or spiritual, unless actuated by love or affectionate regard, can be crowned with success. And the work or labor rendered easy, sweet, and harmonious. One can successfully perform the activities pertaining to true spirituality or paramatha only when true yearning and love for meeting the Supreme Being has been engendered in the heart. The meditation practices which have been taught for purifying the spirit and making it ascend upwards should be performed regularly and with feelings of love. Hazura Maharaj Raisalagram from the book Prem Updesh Radhaswami or the love teachings about the Lord of the Soul. The previous quote was from another book of Hazur Maharaj called Radhaswami Mat Prakash. Light on the teachings of the Lord of the Soul. 
One of the key practices of the Sant tradition is Simran, and is definitely a bhakti or devotional practice. Simran, the power of repeating God's name or names of God. At present, man is engulfed in fear. The best remedy for this is repetition of the name of the Supreme Being. As the protecting hand of the Satguru is with you, no harm can come to you. All saints have sang and praised the efficacy of the name, and they have set an example in their own lives and have emphasized it. That's a quote from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Indeed, one of the most common verses that can be found in the Sant tradition of India, Kabir, the poetry of Ravidas, Namdev, Mirabai, the ten Sikh gurus, and so on, over and over again, appearing in all of the literature of the saints, is repeat the name of God, repeat God's name, repeat the name of God. You'll find that thousands of times in the classic poetry and prose of the masters of the East, the saints of India. Repeating a name or names of God with love and devotion, called in the East Simran, or Manas Jap, or Zikr, is one of the key spiritual exercises used to cultivate love for God and to invoke the positive power in our daily lives, making it possible to live a life of love. Simran is a mental repetition of a name of God done during meditation, and this spiritual practice also is done during available moments throughout the day and night as a way to remember God all of the time. Sant Tukarama once said, Such is God's name that it heals the disease of the world. Whoever repeats the Lord's name while engaged in earthly duties remains ever in a blissful state of divine communion. One absorbed in the Lord's name, Otuka, has truly attained liberation while living. This spiritual exercise of repeating God's name helps to uplift our day, to bring some of the heaven and bliss and spiritual charge of meditation into our down-to-earth daily experience, and as a way to remember in a world of forgetfulness, to remain awake in a world of spiritual slumber, to abide in truth no longer dominated by forces of illusion as we live our lives. Be who you really are, wherever you go. Keep coming back to the center of your being. Keep reaffirming the name of God whenever you can, during the day and night. Have a Simran break as often as you can. Repeat God's name, say all of the saints. Simran, the art of remembering God by repeating his name verbally or repeating it within as manas japa, a mental repetition or internal repetition done with the tongue of thought. As Evagrius, a mystic from Egypt, once said, a single word said with an attentive mind is better than a thousand when the mind is far away. The sole way to the realization of God according to Sant Tukarama of Maharashtra is the constant repetition of God's name. Sit silent, says Tuka. Compose thy mind and make it pure 
then happiness will know no bounds. God will certainly come and dwell in your heart. This will be the result of thy long effort. Meditate time after time on God's name, says Tuka, that this will surely come to pass. If thou hast one pointed devotion, the uttering of the name of God is indeed an easy way for reaching him. One need not go to a distant forest. God will himself come to the house of a devotee. One should sit at a place, concentrate his mind, invoke God with love and utter his name. Time after time, says Sant Tukaram, as all the saints say, repeat God's name, repeat God's name. sharing the introductory meditation instructions of Huzur Baba Sawan Singh to give those spiritual seekers interested in Sant Mod and perhaps eventually applying for initiation something for a practice they can do in the here and now so I love sharing this I share this online I share this in person or through email when people ask temporary or interim meditation instructions and it's very much based on Simran, the repetition of a sacred name of God. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, as to any exercises which might help you until the time of your initiation, I can only suggest at this time that you may sit in meditation in a quiet place, like your own bedroom, or some room as secluded as possible, and with spine and body erect in a comfortable position, Fix all of the attention at the center, just back of the two eyes, or third eye, in other words. And slowly repeat the word Radhaswami, fixing the mind on the Supreme Being, who is your true Supreme Father. The sacred name Radhaswami means Lord of the Soul. Radhaswami. 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 The Spiritual Seeker's Guide is a collection of discourses on the spiritual journey and Radhaswami faith by Huzur Dayal Sahib of the Dayal Puri Radhaswami Satsang originally from an English magazine, found on a website, which I enjoyed once upon a time visiting from time to time. It's a wonderful English translation of a lot of material published over a number of years. In fact, it represented about, uh, I don't know, 20% of all Radhaswami material that had ever been published in the English language. So when this website started to go dark, when it would no longer be there anymore, 
I got very concerned that all of this wonderful material, very appropriate for new spiritual seekers trying to uh, learn about the spiritual path, that that material would disappear forever. And I'm used to that with Indian websites. Sometimes there's no credit card attached to a website and people start a website and then forget about it, go off and do other things. And after a year goes by, the site expires and disappears, goes dark. So I'm used to using the Wayback Machine of the Internet Archive to try and find material, retrieve material from defunct websites or to make backup copies or make sure to download PDF files of books while I still can because tomorrow you never know. A Radhaswami library may just simply disappear. Anyway, I put together all of that material, made copies of all of those uh, articles in English, and turned it into a PDF file, turned it into a booklet, or book actually, it's a few hundred pages long. I gave it the name A Spiritual Seeker's Guide, and decided to put it online to make my own backup copy of all of this wonderful material. The following is a short paragraph from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide about two different spiritual practices of the Sant tradition, Simran and Dion. Without doing the practices of Simran, the remembrance of God by the repetition of his name or names, and Dion, meditation upon the form, visualizing the form of the Sant Satguru, the hold of karmas, past and present, on the mind will not be loosened, and therefore the mind will always be wavering with thoughts. The more one does the meditation practices, the more is the realization of the ephemerality of this life. In other words, the sense of non-attachment gets consolidated. Only with the foundation of non-attachment or detachment will the seedlings of true bhakti, love and devotion, germinate. There is no spirituality without spirit, also from a spiritual seeker's guide, or the spiritual seeker's guide. So long as you do not experience the withdrawal of spirit within you during meditation, the spiritual path is a myth for you. To attain this experience, you have to perform the spiritual practices with full zest and fervor every day, as prescribed by a living master. It's all a myth until you rise above the third eye center, as some masters have said. Or as one master said in a spiritual discourse, only when you get to the third eye center and rise above body consciousness has something finally occurred. Something significant has taken place. Up until that point, this is all theory, belief, faith, theology, mythology, about stuff happening elsewhere in the cosmos. Only when you experience it for yourself does it become a reality. Only when you meditate and go within yourself do you do what uh, Rumi suggests? Write your own myth. Don't just rely on the scriptures of others, you know. Have your own experience. Only when you get to the third eye center and go within has something finally occurred. 
So long as you do not experience the withdrawal of spirit within you during meditation, the spiritual path is a myth for you. To attain this experience, you have to perform the spiritual practices with full zest and fervor every day as prescribed by a living master. Thoughts of spirituality are sprouting within you. They are the indication of good samskaras. For the upliftment and enrichment of your life, there is no other way except the path of spirituality. The supreme power is certain to help the seeker. There is no doubt about this. The spiritual seeker's guide. The term samskaras means impressions left behind when doing any good or bad action. It's related to karma. Even a strong thought creates a samskara, these lasting impre impressions. It's almost like writing code for your mind, which is very repetitious and keeps playing out certain thoughts over and over, or reinforcing certain beliefs. For instance, some people have developed this faith or belief about themselves that it is impossible for them to meditate. They tried it once, it didn't work out, they throw up their hands, they give up, they say, I am not able to have any inner experiences. Now is that true? No, it's not. It's just a belief in the mind. And you have to rise above the mind and transcend it in meditation to get beyond this, you know, failure, self-sabotaging, you know, collection of thoughts you have about meditation. So we develop these, these strong thoughts and they're like laws or a code that plays over and over. Sort of a rule, you can't meditate. You know, and it's totally uh, false. It's false thoughts, self-sabotaging, self-fulfilling prophecies of doom not based on reality, but just simply strong thoughts that you have, that you play over and over again in your mind, as if they're true, when they're not, you know, not necessarily at all. We have to transcend thought in meditation, including thoughts about meditation. It's a, it's a kind of a Zen thing. If anyone says, I really want to have a, an inner experience of light and sound when I meditate, if they have strong thoughts about it, those strong thoughts may actually interfere with their ability to concentrate, go within, and have a good meditation. We have to find the off button. We have to get away from strong thoughts and samskaras and all of this programming playing in our minds. We have to find the off button pause, you know, escape for a while, leave this particular matrix and see what's really going on. What's in that darkness? What's in the silence? What's really there waiting for us? And we have to just give up expectations, even about having experiences in meditation, in order to have experiences in meditation. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. The rest of today's program and podcast is devoted to exploring the teachings of the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening coming up.
Welcome back to Spiritual Awakening Radio. The Spiritual Seeker's Guide is uploaded to the Internet Archive at archive.org. If you'd like to get a link to this book, feel free to send me an email or text message. You can read the book online. You can click the audio speaker icon and have the book read to you as a talking book, an audio book. You can download it as a PDF or a Kindle ebook, and there are some other formats there as well. Ask for the link to the Spiritual Seekers Guide. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, spiritual awaken, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, or send me a text message at this number, 508-603-9381. Word about history for a moment before we get back into the spirituality part of the program. Swamiji Maharaj of Agra had three primary spiritual successors. And each of those had a slightly, a slightly different Simran practice or mantra system. Baba Jamal Singh continued the tradition of the five names or Panchnam, five sacred names to be used for meditation mantras or Simran words, words of remembrance. Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram adopted the name Radhaswami, which is one name for the Supreme Being at the highest level, the one God, Lord of the soul. And Sant Garabdas had apparently a combination of the two, or six names, if you will, the five names plus Radhaswami, or saw and taught that one is equivalent to the other. The five names are Radhaswami, and Radhaswami is the five names. Or in other words, there's one supreme being that manifests at different levels of creation on each of the planes of creation, but it's the one God. And all three of these approaches are absolutely to be found in the teachings of Swamiji Maharaj and conform to the teachings of the classic Sant tradition of India, which says, repeat God's name. And all of those are beautiful names of the one God. A spiritual seeker's guide. A great treasure is hidden in every human being. If a person does not have the key to open it, he will only remain poor. His future is full of misery. That is why it's very necessary for man to know the technique of opening that treasure and utilize it properly after getting the key. When a child grows up, his father and mother send him into the world to learn and enhance his knowledge. After that, he does not ask them for every trivial matter. Circumstances teach him every lesson and he gradually progresses. After a certain age, man needs spiritual awakening. He has to learn from the treasure of knowledge. If he does not, his material knowledge remains imperfect. To enrich several aspects of his life, he has to open the treasure of knowledge. This will be opened with the repetition of Radhaswami Nam, the name of Radhaswami in the prescribed way. The treasure contains wisdom which brings in happiness, peace, fearlessness, and bliss, which are very helpful. 
Everyone is lacking in happiness, peace, fearlessness, and bliss. Food and shelter are also essential, but in the absence of the above, life is incomplete. The name Radhaswami, or Simran of the name Radhaswami, is the key to that treasure. You have to utilize it fully to get the full benefit, give proper place to spirituality in your life. It is the greatest. Try to achieve happiness, peace, and knowledge of the Supreme Being. During this precious life, if spirituality is practiced, even dull intellect becomes active. Every person should strive to uphold the practical aspect of the Radhaswami faith. If you are not doing spiritual sadhana or meditation practice with peace and tranquility, don't give up. Try to do more and more. Install the form of the Supreme Being in your heart. Otherwise, you will be far away from that treasure. Life will be full of sorrows. Be a satsangi. But a satsangi is not sufficient to be relieved from the clutches of call. Being a satsangi, in other words, is not sufficient to being relieved from the clutches of call, the negative power. Many are under the sway of call due to their negligence. After the departure of saints, they become selfish and forget spirituality. Those who sacrifice their selfish interests at the altar of spirituality are the real seekers of truth. Give prime place to spirituality in your life. Everyone should be aware and strive for the highest life. So, as many spiritual masters have emphasized, always meditate, meditate every day, repeat God's name every day, never skip a day, always keep at your practice. If it's not going so well, come back again and again and again. Be relentless and keep pursuing your meditation practice and of course it will develop, it will improve with practice. So it's not just a matter of getting initiated and then forgetting about the practice, but keep on with the practice every day. It's a lifelong process of making spiritual progress and not giving up and staying stuck at a certain level. The Spiritual Seeker's Guide is a wonderful book that encourages people, keeps people motivated to follow the meditation practice and to not give up or develop negative thoughts about it, defeatist thoughts, but to carry on. This particular tradition, the Dayalpuri branch of Radhaswami, is related to Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram of Agra, and so they they're not using the five names, they're not using uh, a six-name formula of Radhaswami plus the five names. They represent a branch of the Radhaswami faith whose primary mantra, only mantra, is the name Radhaswami, which means Lord of the Soul and is associated with the eighth plane of consciousness. It is the Radhaswami reality, Sat Purushanami Radhaswami, the name of the Supreme Being. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after this break. More from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide, coming up next.
Spiritual Seeker's Guide today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. New Horizons of Spirituality. The spiritual practice adopted in Satmat, the teachings of the saints or path of the masters, is very subtle. It requires much wisdom and concentration. Very few people enter this path and fewer still adopt its practice. Ordinary persons cannot reap the full benefit of Santmada, so few have a real desire for a search for truth. This creation has been under the sway of Kal Naringen, the negative power, for many ages. Good Sanskari Jiva souls are few, are rare, even though Santmada is there and the Satguru has manifested. There are some impediments. To practice Santmat requires right attitude and approach. The person who does not see the destructive nature of this universe will not become detached from it. Even though he adopts the spiritual life, he will be wavering and wandering. But the gates of Santmat are always open, so that souls may acquire noble samskaras through satsang, service or siva, and sacrifice." Unquote. A paragraph from The Spiritual Seeker's Guide. A hopeful ending there with that last sentence about the gates of Saint-Mont always being open. The potential is always there for every soul, for each one of us. Satsang is a term for a spiritual meetup in the name of the Masters. A spiritual gathering where the teachings of the Masters are properly communicated. Service or Siva means doing service to promote the truth of the path or to help others in need. And sacrifice, we all know, means sitting ourselves down and doing the meditation when we don't feel like it, transcending ego in various ways. When we lose concentration in meditation, as Buddhists and others have said, you just simply return to your practice. You don't beat yourself up. You just uh, realize you're part of the human race and we all get distracted in our meditations and once again return to our focus. Again and again and again we keep coming back to our focus, to attention in meditation. Attention is everything on the path of the Masters. Surat Shabd Yoga, the attention faculty of the soul, becoming yoked to or one with the divine light and sound, or Shabda. Attention is everything. Attention opens the door or portal to the inner worlds. Attention is a means of transportation within on this path of the masters and inner light and sound meditation. The sentence that read, the person who does not see the destructive nature of this universe will not become detached from it. That sentence reminded me of some of those programs, those uh, documentaries about space, uh, about how whole sections of space are instantaneously made devoid of life as some sort of disastrous event unfolds, an explosion of a supernova or some other event that bathes 
A hundred light years in all directions and deadly radiation and burns off atmospheres of whole worlds. That is a universe that we are living in. The person who does not see the destructive nature of this universe will not become detached from it. To find a Satguru is itself a very rare and precious experience. Are you able to realize this? You should bring a change in your outlook and practice. You should experience the truth of spirituality in your life. You have to do the internal practice sincerely. You should always be alert. Be true to yourself. Give proper place to true spiritual endeavors. Do not turn away from it. Regular spiritual practice is fundamental. All other things are only helpers and aids. The spiritual journey is entirely covered with the grace of the Almighty Father. On account of ignorance, man does not appreciate this in the beginning. Grace appears, but the devotee feels that the spiritual journey is so long and arduous that even in a hundred lifetimes it cannot be traversed. Without the aid of a living spiritual master, the path would indeed be quite arduous, but the astral form of the master appears and escorts the soul into the beyond. The Supreme Being is bountiful. Your entire life must revolve around Him. Subject yourself to this way of life. There is no room for dejection. With firm faith in the helping hand or divine grace, you should aspire for truth. You will realize the Creator within you. God assists those who realize their own limitations and yearn for the ultimate truth in all humility. A quote from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Indeed, this path is a path of divine grace. There is discipline to set down, to focus, to meditate, and relentlessly keep focusing at the third eye center and going within each and every day. But there is also a, a reliance on divine grace to get very far, to make much progress, to have uh, a divine wind, you know, move our ship a long distance across this ocean of samsara into the beyond. Satmat very much believes in divine grace beyond works, beyond effort, beyond law, in order to really leap forward, for sure, absolutely, divine grace busts into worlds of time and space to liberate souls. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio after the break. More from The Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Stay tuned.
Indian classical ragas are provided to Spiritual Awakening Radio by Maine-based musician Paul Alexander John, who plays the Indian Bansuri bamboo flute. The Spiritual Seeker's Guide, today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. The following is titled, The Seeker of Truth, The Seeker of Spiritual Awakening. A person who has spiritual awakening can see the transformation taking place in him and will introspect and observe it. A spiritual person observes his state of mind, which is generally influenced by its environment. He observes whether his mind is sad due to circumstances. He always does self-introspection. The seeker after truth always observes his own behavior. If there is any fault, he will submit to his master in a few words. Mostly without asking, he gets answers to his worries through talks and discourses, spiritual teachings of the masters, in other words. But the number of such seekers after truth is very rare, very few. The seeker of truth comes to satsang only for truth. If spirituality is a personal affair, you should look for it under the guidance of a living Satguru. He imparts wisdom, inspiration, and comprehension. The faith of the seeker is not for show or display. It's based on manifold experiences of his inner self. In the beginning, he may expect much more results for his sadhana or meditation practice. It is incumbent for a seeker after truth to pray for devotion and grace and absorption in the feet of the Satguru and leave the rest in the hands of the Supreme Being. Then his feeling of service increases tremendously. He acquires spirituality by keeping his body and mind under control. Such a seeker will definitely go to Satdesh, the purely spiritual region. Others may take many births. Are you going to sit here for many more births or do spiritual practice with the remaining little time and leave the body without any anxiety and fear at the time of death by the strength of your sadhana, by the strength of your meditation practice? A quote from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. That last part reminds me of a paragraph from an article which I put on my blog a few years back called Rishikesh, Sanctuary of Sadhus, Sages, and the Occasional Enlightened Master. With Swamiji, there is no such thing as idle chatter. He talks of the impermanence of the body and the purpose of life. Attaining spiritual enlightenment to avoid samsara, endless rebirth. He reminds me that when I die, nothing will go with me. I will have to leave everything behind, except the accumulated spiritual wealth of my personal sadhana, meditation, practice. From that same article, Maharishi Mehi was a disciple of Baba Devi Sahib, whose belief in the importance of yoga and meditation 
can be seen in his words. You may remain Hindu, Muslim, Christian, or a follower of any other religion. You may remain Hindu, Muslim, Christian, or a follower of any other religion. But while living in the pleasures and pains of human life, do not live even a single day without inner meditation. A quote from Baba Devi Sahib. Mahatma Gandhi, one of Mother India's most beloved children, was an equally strong advocate of the benefits of meditation. Once saying, today I have so much to do, I will need to meditate for two hours instead of one. That's a fascinating quote from Gandhi. I'm so busy, I'm going to have to meditate more. Most people say, I'm so busy, I can't meditate at all, right? But he went in the exact opposite direction of that. And meditators do find that. There is a wisdom. There is an insight. There is a divine grace that even can mess with the space-time continuum and alter reality. There is a kind of grace that can seep through, that can make the day better than it otherwise would have been. Things go better. As if there is a divine power at work in your life that otherwise would have been shut off had you not spent some time in meditation. With Swamiji, there's no such thing as idle chatter. He talks of the impermanence of the body and the purpose of life, attaining spiritual enlightenment to avoid samsara, endless rebirth. He reminds me that when I die, nothing will go with me. I will have to leave everything behind except the accumulated spiritual wealth of my personal sadhana or meditation practice. From my article, Rishikesh, Sanctuary of Sadhus, Sages, and the Occasional Enlightened Master. In that case, about Swami Sant Seviji and one of the ashrams in India affiliated with Maharishi Mehi Paramhans. My name is James Bean. Thanks for joining me today for Spiritual Awakening Radio. Tune in again next week at this same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.